When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, this is the 415ers three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Reaction episode here today to the 49ers falling to the Falcons 28-14 on the road in week six, now three and three on the year. I I I, I do want to stick with that, Mark, because like that that drive just it sort of encapsulated to me the effort level that I saw from the 49ers today. And you could make the case that a lot of that has to do with the personnel out there, but also on that drive. Look, maybe it's a quicker drive if, um, you know, Jake Brendel doesn't get called for a hold on Brandon Ayuk's, you know, 30-yard catch down the field. Um, yeah. it, like, th- those those were the kind of plays that seemed to stand out quite frequently, especially in that second half with the amount of drops that we've already highlighted and then, of course, the inopportune penalties. And to just bring it all back to what we started with, like, there was just a lack of, I thought, a lack of discipline defensively. Um, offense not being able to capitalize on the the chances that the Falcons did give them. It, like the 49ers, when they were able to, quote-unquote, get into rhythm, did move the ball on the Falcons. And we saw on those two touchdown drives in the first half, they could certainly score and they could move the ball quickly. Second half, it just didn't happen. And they, they couldn't find a rhythm. And I think you're right that the running game is the key to all of this. Like this is where the 49ers will win and lose football games at at most levels, maybe not against bottom feeders like Carolina, but they're going to lose football games if they do not run the ball well. In the Shanahan era, when the 49ers do not rush for 100 yards, they are 8-25. and Three of those wins came in 2019. So if you take that out, the rest of those years... They are five and twenty-four. This year, they are now one and three when they do not eclipse the one hundred rushing yard mark. They need to pound the rock, and it's difficult to do that when you fall behind fourteen nothing. But I, I didn't really see any commitment into the run, especially in the second half, until that final drive. Ironically, when it looked like they were trying to kill clock down fourteen. Yeah, and I'm a hundred percent with you. The, the running game is strange i mean you mentioned the numbers where kyle shanahan generally unsuccessful when his team does not hit a hundred or more rushing yards and he was not close to that today 50 rushing yards for the 49ers the last time they got you know 50 or fewer in a game the nfc championship game against the rams which is strange because they were leading for much of that game they had 50 rushing yards on 20 attempts against the rams in the nfc title game last season you think back to when was the last time they had fewer than 50 yards on the ground in a game. That was way back uh, in the regular season last year against the Arizona Cardinals. That was week nine when the Niners lost to Colt McCoy and the Cardinals 31 to 17. That one's a little more understandable because you were down early in that game. Uh, but the numbers on that game on the ground, pitiful. They only oh ran the ball for 39 yards in that game back in a week nine against the Cardinals. So it's it's hard to find, you know, a game similar to this one in terms of the rushing numbers. And 
you know, Kyle Shanahan was asked after the game on that uh, third and one and then fourth and two play before the turnover on downs that sealed the game. They ran the ball to Tevin Coleman. He lost a yard and then the throw to Debo Samuel knocked away and incomplete and, and the game's over. Uh, he was asked, you know, why not go for the quarterback sneak on that third and one? That's kind of where you've you've, you know, got a lot of conversions this year and in the past with Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, he, he said that was an option, but we went we went somewhere else. Um, I'm not really one to to say that maybe the the quarterback sneak was a better option. I honestly was thinking you should probably throw the ball on third and one because the, the clock was beginning to run down. But, you know, I guess it's, you know, splitting hairs at this point. But I'm with you. The run game, the Niners simply are not going to win games when you rush for 50 yards. Um, that's the bottom line. I don't care if you're down 14 points in the first half or not. I mean, despite the fact that they were down 14 points two different times, it was tied in the second quarter. They were down by seven uh, for for a lot of the time between you know the end of the second and into the start of the third. The Niners absolutely lost the uh, kind of the double dip end of the first half, start of the second half, where they normally do really well. They got the ball after the Falcons touchdown to take the lead late in the second quarter. That was where the Garoppolo interception happened on the last play of the half. And then they they do nothing on their first drive offensively in the third quarter. The Falcons respond by immediately scoring a touchdown to make it a two-score game. So if we were maybe to pinpoint one area, Evan, where the game was lost, I think you could certainly point towards the end of the game, that long eight-minute drive where there was not much urgency. Um, and maybe that's just bad situational football more so than you know a, a, a place to point and, and send blame to for the loss. I think you can probably look to those final five minutes of the first half, first five minutes of the second half. That really is where the game turned. And it's generally where the Niners play well, but uh, but that was not the case today. Well, and also that's around the time, to your point off the top, is that's around the time some of those injuries that happen in-game also went down. Charverius Ward goes down in the second quarter. I know Mike McGlinchey gave it his best effort to get back out onto the field, yeah. but he goes down with a calf injury in the second uh, the second quarter. Third quarter officially ruled out along with Mooney Ward. Um, you know, I, and then around that time, too, you, that's where the drops come. Uh, Atlanta takes advantage. Today on third down, which, which was something that I – kind of felt but didn't ask, didn't realize how good Atlanta was on third down until about midway through the third quarter. They were 9 for 14 today on third down. And a lot of those were were close situations in which you're able to have the option uh which seemed to give the Niners a lot of fits to run or pass. But situational football and and I don't know if you noticed this today too, but th- there were a lot more missed tackles today, including a couple even by the likes of Fred Warner. I mean, he he didn't wrap up on a couple plays. Um, Hufanga, who, as you mentioned, you know, was out early and then came back in. He wasn't around the football as much as we're accustomed to seeing him. Credit Atlanta, certainly. Um, but there just wasn't as much execution on the 40, 49ers side than Atlanta. Uh, that that's just the way that it felt to me, and, and I think that's a great point of where the game turned because you kind of saw everything coming into focus as far as Atlanta executing, getting on track, taking advantage of who wasn't on the field for the 49ers, and then San Francisco not being able to overcome that, and then along with also shooting themselves in the foot, dropping some big passes. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and, and to your point about the tackling, I, I think maybe even in addition to to some of the missed tackles, I think this was also the first time we we consistently saw opposing ball carriers, whether it was you know Caleb Huntley or, or Tyler Algier. Huntley rushed sixteen times, Algier fifteen times. I mean, Mariota had six carries. I think this was the first time we consistently saw opposing ball carriers fall forward. You know, that's part of, you know, being sound tacklers. It's it's not only making the tackle, but it's not giving up those extra one, two, or three yards where the ball carrier is stopped and he's not going to break free for a, a big gain at that point, but he's pushing the line forward. And, and instead of a a third and seven, it's going to be a third and four or whatever the case is. Instead of a second and nine, it'll be a second and six. Like those are big yards. And I think we we heard on the broadcast uh, on Fox watching the game, if, if you were watching at home and you weren't out in Atlanta, um, in, in Atlanta watching the game, you you heard the broadcasters, the team say multiple times, those are the plays that, that you know, keep a win from – or that, that keep a win – that, that allow you to win the game, that that keep you ahead, that move the chains, that, that uh, you know, avoid a loss for you. Those are the plays that do it. And generally, it's the Niners coming out on top of those ones, both offensively and defensively. They're gaining those extra yards in their run game, and they're not allowing those extra yards defensively. But again, the script was, was flipped in this one, and you have to credit the Falcons, who, again, playing without their starting running back in Cordero Patterson, but they kind of did a running back by committee approach. And it worked. And I think maybe the other thing that just popped into my head is I think we have confirmed that there's no other running back on this roster that Kyle Shanahan um, trusts other than Jeff Wilson Jr. And, and maybe to a certain extent, Tevin Coleman, even though he was just added. I mean, I, we saw uh, Ty Davis Price get back in for some snaps. I know he was in there for at least one offensive snap, but he was as a lead yeah, he's blocker. On special teams. He, yeah. And in his one offensive snap that I saw, he was a lead blocker lined up in the fullback spot for a Debo Samuel run. I mean, he's not touching the ball. Jordan Mason is, is not going to carry the ball for this team. And those are rookies. It's not knocks on them, but it's clear that Kyle Shanahan does not trust them. And when Jeff Wilson Jr. Isn't doing well, and you can't get Debo Samuel working in the run game, Suddenly, you're just at a loss. Uh, what options, who who can you turn to if you're not going to trust two of the running backs that you dressed? Um, it it makes things difficult for the 49ers in, in the run game. And maybe this game was an extreme because they had to throw the ball 41 times. But but still, this, this was a bad game for the 49ers rushing attack. And it's pretty clear that there are not many ball carriers that, that at this point Shanahan trusts. Well, one of them was on the team last year is Jamichael Hasty. Uh, he had a big he went, touchdown for the Jaguars. Was, today. He had a 61 yarder earlier today. Yeah. I, th- I thought I recognized that guy when he was <laughs> running to the house. Um, yeah, no, I mean they they waved Marlon Mack or released him, I should say. Uh, you know, he's 
I don't know. Like we're we're gonna find out what they choose to do at running back, uh, but that absolutely has to change. Like that's that's how they win and, and lose games specifically on offense. Um, you you did mention something. Uh, sorry, I, I think it was it was early on there. Um, oh, it was about about people uh, listening to the pod if they were in Atlanta. That is that is to <laughs> me the one positive from today that it did sound like there were a lot of 49ers fans in Atlanta today. We heard a lot of juice calls. We heard a lot of defense calls on third down, at least, well, until the 49ers just stopped, decided to stop uh, <laughs> playing defense. I, I just like that. That to me is maybe the one positive. I, I know, look, Brandon Ayuk was, was really good today. Um, I know George Kittle. I know a lot of the garbage yards and receptions were towards the end but he was also featured quite a bit on offense maybe those two guys who we've highlighted in recent episodes deserve some credit uh but i do think the fans probably deserve the most credit out of any 49er today for showing up to a road game uh and continuing to show the league that look the 49er faithful are all around the country they will travel and they will invade your home win or loss apparently yeah uh, i'm agree i agree with you totally that it, it kind of felt somewhat like a, a home game or at least more of a neutral site game. The Niner fans travel well to your point about positives. I'm in agreement with you in terms of the garbage time stat lines. I mean, I think that's mostly what it was for Kittle and Samuel. Um, I mean, I know you, you and I were talking, you got George Kittle on your fantasy team and that garbage oh, time drive, yards, Mark. that garbage time drive turned and, okay game into a really good game for a tight end so congratulations there but I would say I I wouldn't make that argument for Brandon Ayuk he was really good in this game he finishes 11 targets to lead the team eight catches 83 yards and and the team's only two touchdowns Um, he did have some garbage time catches that kind of pumped those numbers up but he was the most consistent reliable open receiver He, he was beating beating defensive backs a lot, especially in that first half on those touchdown drives. It was the Garoppolo to to Ayuk show in that first half in those two drives. He was really good in this game. I know we mentioned at the top, Shanahan has been singing his praises despite the fact that the numbers haven't been there much to this point, saying he's, you know, quote, playing his ass off, blocking really well, still running routes well, even though the ball isn't getting to him always. Uh, Maybe this is kind of the turning point in his season. I know a lot of people both inside and outside of the 49ers organization were kind of predicting an an IU breakout this season. It it hadn't happened up to this point. This is by far his his best game of the year numbers wise. And Shanahan will say numbers do not matter. You 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 can play well or play poorly. You know, doesn't matter what the numbers are. Um, but certainly he had a really good game today, and I would argue that that one probably stands up more against the garbage time test than the Kittle or, or Samuel numbers do. So credit Ayuk, good game, and and we'll see how he looks moving forward if maybe he's found something in his uh, relationship and, and chemistry with Garoppolo. So only time will tell there, but I think a step in the right direction for Ayuk. Yeah, the only time that we are going to shine favorably on 41 pass attempts for Jimmy Garoppolo. At least Kittle, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk all had double-digit targets, which yeah. his fans seem to be clamoring for each and every week. I, um, I would be willing to bet that that will not happen again this year. They will not all Hopefully not. It doesn't target. sound like it's a recipe for success. Yeah, if it does, they'll probably lose that game, too. 
There you go. Well, uh, even though it was a loss on Sunday for the 49ers, we appreciate you sticking with us on the 415ers reaction episode every single Monday. We'll be back on Wednesday and then, of course, Friday every single week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. Download, rate, and subscribe to the podcast. Five stars only. Mark, thank you so much, and uh, I'll talk to you on Wednesday, man. Yes, sir. See you in a bit. All right, everyone. Take it easy. You've been listening to the 415ers podcast. We'll talk to you next time.